Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Can you transform the story of your life? Could you maybe write your way out of the fog? Well, Terry Wade is here today to share wisdom about using writing as a bridge between the story of your past and the story of your dreams coming true. This is not an episode about how to write a memoir. This is about getting in touch with the power of writing to transform your path in a deeply personal way. Are you ready to meet Terry? Terry Wade is a mindset coach who spent more than 20 years helping creative artists overcome unconscious blocks so they can fulfill their purpose. Terry has a bachelor's degree in history from UC Berkeley and is a contributing writer for Backstage Magazine. She's the host of the Evolving Artist podcast and the author of Write Yourself Into Your Dreams. Find out more about Terry and her work at theevolvingartist.com. Terry, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'd like to start, I think, just by asking, how does the story that we tell about ourselves, this is what happened to me, this is my story, this always happens to me, how does that story have power over what we can create? It's mm-hmm. a great question. Um, especially because I believe that it not only has power over what you can create, it is the most powerful thing that affects what you're able to create. I truly believe that. There's a lot of you know, information out there about how what you believe dictates what's possible for you and what you think dictates what's possible for you. Most people in the self-help world agree with that. Um, and there's a lot of research to back that up. But the, the reason the story is so powerful is that the story is what dictates what you think and believe, you know, and it's doing it on an unconscious level for most, for most of us. Um, you know, people will hear themselves talking a little bit here and there about their story, like, oh, that's the story of my life or, um, coaches and um, support people who support other people will hear people talking about their stories and being stuck in them. But most of us don't even know what our stories really are. We don't know what we're telling ourselves. And that's one of the reasons it's so incredibly powerful is because it's outside of our conscious awareness. You know, we're only able to see every now and then what is going through our mind in this moment or that moment or what's coming out of our mouths in this moment or that moment, but they're all products of this deeper unconscious narrative um, that controls us all the more so because we're unaware of what's inside of it. Well, and because the, it seems to me that the more I repeat those things, that always happens to me. I have terrible luck with whatever that is, getting my bills paid on time, that every time I say that, it's like grinding a stain into the carpet. It may have been true once or maybe even twice, but it doesn't mean that this time I'll have a terrible time getting my bills paid on time. So true. I talk in my book about how um, 
those messages that are embedded in your story, like I have a terrible time paying my bills, right? Um, that's a message that it's embedded in your story. It usually has roots from things that your parents modeled or said, um, or some traumatic experience where that message got kind of laid down. And exactly like what you said, you then look at your reality and interpret everything happening to you on a day-to-day -day basis through the lens of that story and that message. And then it just confirms that message and it makes the story that much stronger so that you keep attracting more situations and scenarios that reinforce that message, provide more evidence for that message. And it just gets stronger and bigger, like a snowball rolling down a hill. So how can we step back mm -hmm. and get some perspective so that we don't keep rolling down the hill? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, we have to see what that old story is. Um, because when you've been rolling in an old story for your whole life, when you've been carrying around and perpetuating these old messages for so long, one of the most important parts of, of or one of the most important reasons it's so powerful is that those messages don't just feel like things that are unique necessarily to you. They feel like laws. Um, like it's just hard to do this. Um, it's, it's always like, it's crazy to want to be an actor or, you know, money is tight or whatever it is. And you just don't even see that it can be another way because it's so rooted. And so you have to be able to see those things that feel like law. And in my experience, the best and really the only way to really get a hold of what those things are is to, to see your story in writing. You know, you've, you've got to be able to put it down on paper because even as a mindset coach for 22 years, you know, I'm able to hear these story pieces come out in conversations with people and learn a lot about them and their stories. But the interesting thing is a lot of times when they'll reveal one of these pieces, some other part of them will speak up and be like, well, no, 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 no that's not true. And it's like their story is this slippery fish that keeps slipping okay. through your fingers, you know? Um, but when it's down on paper, you can't avoid the fact that you said X, you know, you can, you can have Y part come in and say, well, but this is true too. But then you've got it on paper that you said X over here. And now you said Y over here, they're incompatible, but, but it's not just that Y is now true and X is no longer true. Um, if that makes sense. It does. And it takes courage though, to look at, to put it on paper to, so that I don't have the old story of, well, it's a slippery fish. I don't know. It gets away from me and it flops all over. If I write it down, it's going to take courage for me to look at that and see the contradictions. Yeah. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to write your story down. And I think some of the key parts that um, key things that really help you to feel courageous enough to write it down um, are acknowledging that you don't have to write your story for anybody else to read. You know, one of the biggest obstacles people have to writing their story down is our culture tends to associate writing your story with being famous, writing a memoir, needing to impress people. You know, I'll often hear people say, when they hear about my method, um, oh, well, nobody wants to hear my story, or I haven't had anything cool happen to me. And they're just missing the boat on what this is even about, you know, um, this is, you know, an opportunity to engage with the most 
powerful manifestation tool that you have available to you as a human being. You know, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of it, or even if anyone reads it, you know, what matters is, is knowing what's in it and making sure that it is, is good for you, you know? And, and so that first draft is usually not going to be pretty. It's usually going to be incoherent um, it's not designed to impress anyone. And it can often make people feel really sad or negative because they'll realize these things that they've been telling themselves. Um, and they'll have breakthroughs and awareness. But the most important thing about that is to know that this is just step one, revealing it. You know, it can become anything you want it to become. There are people who are, I think, are afraid to go back and look at stuff. Mm-hmm. especially people who've had trauma, who've had abuse, who've had mm-hmm. things that they have um, like lived through and challenges they've overcome. There can be sometimes a, a feeling that going back and looking at those things might make them start to happen again, might re-trigger the old emotion. Can you speak to that a little bit? Definitely. Um, you know, I've had a lot of trauma and um, abuse in my past, so I totally get that fear. Um, and I actually have safeguards written into the essential life story method that I've created to prevent that kind of thing from happening. There's actually been studies in narrative therapy with PTSD victims where 20% of the time um, writing their stories made things worse for them. But the reason why they made things worse is there weren't, in my opinion, is there weren't time limits on how long they could write. You know, I have found, um, I had a client once call me and tell me that she'd been crying for six hours because she kept writing her story and she kept feeling worse and worse. And I was like, stop writing (laughs) because she hadn't followed the instructions. So in, in chapter three of my book, where I tell people to, you know, get that draft out, you put a timer on for an hour. You're not supposed to write for any more than an hour. We're going for the five page version of your history, a snapshot to reveal what's happened. Um, And you have an intention that you've written ahead of time that is clarifying what you want to transform about your life and your story through this process, right? So you have that positive intention. So you need to reveal what's getting in the way of that. And that first draft, that hour long draft is, is just to reveal that snapshot. So when you're going for an hour and you're talking about your your whole life from from birth to present day and you only have an hour, you can't really dive deep into traumatic experiences and describe them in detail. You don't have time for that. Um, And so that is a really, when people follow that instruction, I've never found anybody to to, um, get re-traumatized by by writing that out. And then there's, you know, another chapter, chapter five, which does a phenomenal job of helping people to actually let go of those things that have uh, traumatized them and help them to really feel released and closure around them. Um, So Mm. it's, it's, it's a lot to go back into these things sometimes, but if you don't do it, what happens is these old traumas um, just sort of put a cap on the amount of happiness and clarity and joy that you can experience in life. You know, it's kind of like having a, trying to swim with a a ball and chain around your ankle. Mm 
and <laughs> trying to ignore the fact that there's a ball and chain around your ankle because it's not pretty and you don't want to go down there and check it out. Um, but it, with the right tools, you can go down there. You got to look at it and you got to unhinge it. But once that's done, you know, you can get out <laughs> and it's a lot easier to stay at the top and to, um, to swim freely. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Terry Wade. Her new book is Write Yourself Into Your Dreams with the Essential Life Story Method. You can find out more about Terry and her work. Check out the podcast, too, at theevolvingartist.com. So as you encourage people to set up this timed writing experiment, to write that five-page first draft, you say that you can change your story in writing and have it instantly change your life. And that sets off my eyebrow raising, right? My eyebrow mm, shoots one eyebrow, shoots right. Instantly, <laughs> really? Like if I write, I can fly, then I, mm, I don't know. So tell me how that works. Cause I know you don't mean that I could write down that I could fly and then I could fly. Well, I mean, I tell people that you can achieve anything that your heart truly desires with this method. And I find that most people don't have a deep heart longing, you know, to do something that isn't completely possible and actually meant for them to achieve, yeah. you know? Um, so I really, truly believe that you can manifest anything your heart desires um, using this method. Um, and, you know, that first step that you take before you even write your five page free write, which is that kind of snapshot of what that unconscious story is that's circulating around in your body. Before you do that, you create a really powerful intention called your ELS intention about what you want to achieve throughout the process. And I really stretch people to get specific and to dream big. You know, that's not the place to kind of shrink yourself. And I have had people have miraculous results just from taking that step because it's a step about how you want the entire story of your life to change and just having the courage to to name what that is it's a very very powerful overarching intention it's a lot different than just day-to-day -day intentions that you create because it's like i want the story of my life to become this you know um so a lot of people just manifest all sorts of results from that but but then, of course, you know, each step of the process goes goes deeper and deeper into releasing through writing whatever is in the way of those dreams. Um, so, yeah, you really I truly believe <laughs> that you can achieve anything um, with this process, you know, because people talk about that in general. You could achieve anything you put your mind to. Right. But the problem is your mind won't let you stay in alignment with the dreams that you really want. That's the biggest problem with manifestation and why won't your mind stay in alignment with what you want because you're telling yourself a story that it's not possible because of the things that have happened to you in the past when you rewrite that story so that it supports what you want your dreams to be instead of being the reason why you can't have them then truly you can have anything you want why do you call this the essential life story method well for two reasons it's essential because this is an essential story of your life. You know, a lot of people, when they want to write their story, they immediately think they have to write a memoir and it's easy to get lost in a memoir. Um, I remember when I was 
first writing this book, I heard a story about an English professor at a university, um, a friend of mine knew, and she decided to write her memoir and she started just getting lost in it. And she, I guess she'd had a lot of trauma and she started putting up pictures on her wall and going deep into, and she literally just lost the balance of her mind, you know, um, because there are so many dark nooks and crannies you can go into and forget about the positive and forget about the light. And so when you write a short essential, like an essentialized version, this is the essential story of who you are as a person. It allows you to really easily see, you know, the balance between dark and light, you know, and what's happening in this story. You can, you can get a grasp on it and then you can make high level changes in a way that, you know, immediately changes how you think and feel. You know, if you wrote a big long story and you made changes on one paragraph or one page, like they're not gonna really have that big of an impact on how you feel. But when you have a five page version and you cut the story of your traumatic divorce from three pages down to a paragraph, you know, it's gonna have an instantaneous, huge impact on how you think and feel. It just just does. It's like a sandbox for manifestation in, in your life and what's showing up. It's it's really wild. But then the other reason it's essential, in my opinion, is that, um, you know, I believe that everybody needs to have a dream in order to feel alive and fulfilled. Um, and that's something I learned. I used to live in the Amazon rainforest 20 years ago with a tribe. And that was a belief that I got from them. You know, they, everyone in their society has a dream that they're living towards every day. And they just feel like you have to have that to be a human. And in order to have a dream that you can fulfill, you have to have a story that tells you that you can have it, you know? And so that's another reason I feel like it's essential. It's an essential, it's an essential thing to have a story that makes you believe that you can have your dreams come true. Now you've said that you can't just tack on a different ending to the to the old story right I can't just go it everything was terrible and then I it was amazing yeah what why can't we just tack on a new ending because that sounds like it would be quicker <laughs> yes and it's that's not gonna lot. work is it yes I mean there's a million memes out there that say that just pick up the pen and write a new ending so the problem the reason that doesn't work is because your story is a cohesive whole even though you haven't lived through the end of your life yet you haven't lived the ending the way that the beginning and the current story is being told it dictates what's going to happen next they are intrinsically tied the beginning the middle and the end and so if you just tack on an ending that has a different vibration than the beginning and the middle your system your mind will know that it's fake <laughs> it'll know that that's not how this story ends that i'm running right now and a false ending it's just not going to be believable you're not going to buy into it and it's not going to change your reality so what you have to do is you have to figure out what you want your ideal ending to be that's a big part of the process and then you have to upgrade and transform the beginning and the middle in authentic ways that are totally true and real. And there's a million ways to do that. And I, my, my book is packed with all the tools for doing that. But once you elevate the beginning in the middle, so it actually vibrationally matches the end, it's seamless and your system will be like, yeah, yeah, actually that's how this story is going to end. I'm gonna have my dreams come true. It's just a natural conclusion from where the rest of the story is. 
One of the reasons I think we stay stuck in the old stories is because there's a piece there that where forgiveness is called for. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you can say a little bit about that, especially if, as we go back into the, go back into the past and we're looking at those pieces, maybe the person who wronged us is no longer living, or maybe it's best if we have no contact with them. Mm-hmm. How can we work through that, the forgiveness piece of transforming and uplifting the story? It's a really, really great question. Um, so you're totally right. That's probably the main reason people hold on to the old stories. And that's another reason why that five page free write happens so early on in the process, because we need to see what are those psychic wounds that your system doesn't want to let go of, who's involved with them. And that's how we tell which ELS letters that you need to write. And so chapter five involves a technique for writing letters with someone where you won't actually send them and simulating a response letter from them that provides a tremendous amount of cathartic relief. So, you know, like you said, sometimes people have passed on, sometimes they're just toxic and not in our lives anymore. Sometimes they're unwilling to make amends. And and a lot of people say when it comes to forgiveness, you just need to forgive people even if, you know, they won't apologize. But I think that runs contrary to human nature because you know, people don't let go of things that they're not um, apologized to for. They can say that they have, but your five-page free write, write won't lie about whether or not you really have or not. If you're if you're still holding on to a lot of pain about somebody, it's going to show up. And in my experience, it's because you never got the amends that you needed. And just because that person couldn't give them to you does not mean that you don't need them. And so in chapter five, you know, following the instructions, you get to actually feel what it's like to get the real, comprehensive, authentic amends that you need through this simulation exercise. And it just dumps that stuff out of your system. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, someone just wrote, I mean, I've got a million testimonials about that, but someone I don't even know just posted an Amazon review and was like, oh my gosh, all the trauma I had with my parents is just gone. And that was after doing those letters. You know, they're definitely the most powerful thing I've, I've experienced for generating forgiveness because you're not trying to generate forgiveness. You're actually getting the amends that you need. And then the forgiveness actually happens just automatically and naturally. It's not something you have to try for. Hmm. How did you discover the power of writing for yourself? You mentioned in the book, wanting that like since I can't remember you said like the seventh grade or since you were seven years old wanting to write a book how did you discover the power of writing how did you get yourself past the blank page Mm, well it came with the awareness that I had one day it was like an epiphany that I had a story problem (laughs) in my head (laughs) because I was I was dreaming about publishing a book and um and I, I noticed my mind, it would just not let me stay there. It was kind of like, oh, that's a nice dream, Terry. But look at all this abuse you had in your life and all this trauma and people like you don't get to have that. It was just like this old negative story that was weighing me down by the ankles like a ball and chain. And, you know, I, I thought back to when I earned my history degree, I loved history. And what I loved most about it was coming up with new theories, like, you know, I had a theory once I was like the Meiji restoration in Japan, which nobody ever called a revolution. You know, I was like, I think it was a revolution and it was just as revolutionary as the French revolution. And that was my theory, my idea. 
And I decided to dive into the research to prove that it was true. And I did a good job of that because you can always prove anything that you want to be true with Mm -hmm. facts, you know, if that's your goal. And so I just remembered how much I loved doing that. And I was, I was thinking to myself when I noticed my mind, just telling me this old negative story, I was like, wait, I wonder if I could do that with myself. You know, I wonder if I could use the facts of my past and rearrange them and reimagine them in a way that actually proved that I was going to be able to write that book instead of telling me that it couldn't. And, um, and it worked, but the, so the biggest thing I needed to get me past that blank page was just a reason to write it. You know, I needed, I I needed a reason like, wow, I'm stuck. I'm not uh, realizing my dreams. And I think that my old story is in the way. And, and I'm having glimpses of what that is because my mind won't let me stay on the dream, but I don't even really know what I'm telling myself, you know? And um, so it was just an urgency and a need that, that, you know, drew me to um, see if my theory was right. Now, how can listeners connect with you and find out more about your work? Yeah, I mean, um, checking out my website and my podcast, but that book, you know, if if the idea of writing your story um, intrigues you, I would start by getting the book, Write Yourself Into Your Dreams. I mean, I I literally poured 10 years and thousands of hours into this. And a lot of coaches over the years told me not to put the whole method in this book. They were like, you're giving away way too much. You need to charge thousands of dollars for this process and just write a book that intrigues people. And I was just like, I can't do that. (laughs) I feel like this method was channeled to me. Um, Mm. I feel like it's important for everyone to have access to it. And sure, there are ways for people to hire me one-on-one and I'm going to have group programs and all that stuff for people that want to go deeper. Um, But I needed needed it to be available for for anyone, no matter if they're on food stamps like I was when I started writing it, you know, and need a leg up or, you know, whatever their situation is. So, I would say, I would say, start with the book or, you know, if you like podcasts, I've got that too, but um, yeah. That's excellent. It's funny that you attracted coaches who told you that you couldn't do it because you were giving too much away that you, it's funny that you attracted coaches who kind of came up against your natural generosity and that your natural generosity won the day. And that makes me smile because it seems to me that with healing, there's always more And so that this book is practical. It's crammed full of good stuff. It is a very generous book. It's crammed full of good stuff. And if I work through the book, there will be more for me to learn and more for me to do and more after that and more after that and more after that. So at least from where I sit, Terry, no, you can't give everything away. Not Mm -hmm. in that way. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thank you so much for being on the program. It's great fun to talk to you. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed being here with you. That is Terry Wade. Her new book is Write Yourself Into Your Dreams with the Essential Life Story Method. And you can find out more about Terry and her work at theevolvingartist.com. Check out the Evolving Artist podcast too. That's a really interesting way to hear um, Terry talking about things like overcoming creative blocks. So check that out as well. Now you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. And you can even uh, get details about what's coming up on this podcast. And you can book a session with me there if you are so inclined. I offer intuitive guidance to people who are looking to have a little more light on their path to kind of broaden that 
understanding of what is possible. You can subscribe to this podcast any place you get your podcasts. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Fog City Psychic. And I'm starting to put these episodes up on YouTube. Just search for Karen Hager on YouTube and my big smiling face should pop right up in your browser. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Mm -hmm.